Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I am your host, Alex Gore. I'm here with just plain Jane, Lance Psycho. Wow, what a boring, what a boring sidekick slash co-host that you have. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks. <laughs> yep. Just kidding. Anyways, I want to tell someone, tell everyone about something new. Um, it's from our friend Adam Steiner, friend of the show. Uh, he's an architect over in Nebraska. He's why we make every runs a joke. Nebraska, isn't it? Isn't it Minnesota? No, Nebraska. Okay. Uh, maybe you can check that out. I will check that out while you're talking because yep. I don't want to, because I, yep, keep going. Uh, he has created the ultimate room layout guide. And basically what it is, I've taken a look through it. There's either a PDF option or a DWG option. If you buy the DWG option, I made him promise slash he also promised himself that once he makes the Revit file option, you'll get that for free. So no worries there. And essentially, it's a leg up in knowing how to design bathrooms, bedrooms, closets, kitchens. And what I like the most about it is that it has little notes like, hey, this half wall, I found putting this half wall is more makes it for this bathroom more flexible because of X, Y, Z. The spacing in the kitchen should be this. If you get over this, it's about it's too much spacing. So there's a whole lot of nuances in there that <clears> I found helpful. That my whole firm found helpful. Like literally, our whole firm was taking a look at it, looking through it, and, and and absolutely just loves it. So go to roomlayoutguide.com, roomlayoutguide.com. Put in the coupon code capital I T F for inside the firm I T F, and you get ten percent off. A little, cr- yeah. So we are both way off. He is out of Valparaiso, Indiana. His company is called Burnham Design Company. We are so sorry, Adam. We are so sorry. But everybody should go check him out. Go to BurnhamDesign.com, and you will understand um, what he's up to, and he's doing he's doing great work. So there's that. Yeah. You should also head over to Arcat.com with project conditions changing in limited time to get things done. It's good to have information at your fingertips. Arcat.com provides. Architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and designs you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, Arcat.com is free to use and requires no registration. So visit today and access the information you need. Now, you should also head over to PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm because you've never experienced a brand like this before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Bella are the Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solution to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating. And the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today back to you mr gore i need to apologize so uh part of what we're going to talk to about today maybe i'll skip into it is from kyle rogler and he 
Where is he from? Let's look. I think he is the reason we make fun of Runza. Yep. Who's that? Kyle Rogler. He, he uh, is Mr. Runza lover himself. Yeah, because that's Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, we're associating all of that with uh, Nebraska. Well, I think he introduced us to it. And then it came here and he said it's great. And now he'll Runza never live that down. Headquarters. Yeah. Let's see where it is. Runs so bro. Oh, my God. It's Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Franchise A. Al, just want, if you once, if you ever sell your shares of F9, sure. it might, may, maybe, maybe, might I make a suggestion for you? Uh, Chick-fil-A. You can is go, that what you're going to say? Uh, Buy a Chick-fil-A. Close. Nope. Real close. I would go to runza.com forward slash franchising forward slash contact and uh, learn about becoming a franchisee. Yeah, no. I tried him again. I think I told you this. I tried him again, and it was just awful. Like I'm gonna try him like next week, just to see what, just to see again. Because I here's 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 why. I'll tell you exactly why. Do you ever do things to punish yourself? Uh, Like I do challenges, like run four miles every four hours. No, no, of course, of course, of course. So like uh, when I hike, like I do. Especially in the winter, pulling a sled to go ice fishing. Go to Fishing with Lance at YouTube. Yeah. You'll see it. Uh, that is punishment. But it, yeah. it's so good. It's just so good for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So the, do the opposite. Like, I remember Sloppy Joe's in elementary school. And I want that terrible feeling again. So I'll punish myself and go to Runza. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he sent an email basically saying construction prices. Oh, actually, this is good news. Um, OSB is going down 30% in May. Really? Uh, yep. Uh, but, and, and that's a rep from a lumber company informed me of the drop. Uh, basically the big box stores are slowing down on their purchases and it might take lumber companies uh, a while to catch up, but it's, it's going down. Um, dimension board and engineered products are still going to be high at 800 dollars per board foot but that's better than the 1200 last summer window prices going up blah 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 i also i'm recording my screen too uh lance can't see it right now uh but if you wanted to come over he could see it <laughs> wall board so he got this sent to him basically it's a whole bunch of different things from wall board to metal to ceilings to yeah. interior finishes insulation all going up may 2nd to may 9th they even have dates on there wow from uh 30 percent to 20 percent. the lowest is metal products up 10 percent. actually yeah. the lowest is uh eps um uh, at five percent polystyrene so the yep. insulation okay and extruded X- polystyrene xps eps xps one of them is for underground right I, I honestly can't remember. I, I, I know I did, I, that should be an ARE question for next time. Yep, yep. So that. And then I just looked it up while Al was talking about his article. Uh, so pulling up on the screen here, um, this was, I just, I just went by, all I Googled was OSB going down 30% and then switched to news. And uh, this article popped up, which was from, does it say the date on it? I wish it did. It's recent. It was like February. Uh, lumber prices crash 30% as mortgage rates start going up. So that makes sense. Uh, lumber prices have fallen over the past two weeks. Business Insider reported hitting a low of 934 per thousand board feet on Tuesday. That was down from 
1,338 as recently as January 4th. The recent slump is the lumber industry's longest since since July. Uh, and then they part of the decline has been attributed to mortgage, rising mortgage rates, um, which some ind- industry experts say will lead to a slowdown in home sales. Absolutely, 100%. And so the article was from February 3rd, 2022. So recent. Yeah. So I, it's true. I just want to make sure. Keep yep. going. Yeah. Um, awesome. Can I can I cast? I'm gonna unplug you. Absolutely, you can cast, Ooh. Mr. Gore. Why don't you unplug the t- the TV there? And oh, you're just gonna purely cast because you're more advanced than me. I have technology. Yeah, I do not. Oh, nope, nope. I got to plug in. Now he's got. But cut plug that in. out so it just seems like I'm right. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna edit that. Edit that out. <laughs> if you could just edit. I mean, that maybe out, that'd be great. That'd I mean, great. maybe. Okay. Now I see your screen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice lake. I got to duplicate screens I bet because of the recording feature and all that. I bet there's fish. So you can, you can cut this part out. I bet there's fish in there. Extend. How about duplicate? Yeah. Keep changes. They're on <coughs> Mars, too. You just don't know it yet. Oh, really? That was Mars? No, this wasn't. But I'm just telling you. Fish are on Mars. Mars fish. They, they exist. Yeah. Um, okay. We have been harping, harping, harping about construction prices and about... Uh, bureaucratic planning departments uh-huh. gumming things up and re- ruining life in America. Mm-hmm. I want to switch to the positive side. Mm. This is an article by, I'm going to mess up this name, but Eli Dorado. Mm-hmm. Is that how? Uh, March 18th, 2022. So really, really recent. It's called Removing Barriers to Prote- uh, Productivity to pre- Prevent the Next Recession. Focus on the supply side. So it's all about creating more supply. Uh, we're not going to avoid the next recession just because the Fed is going to induce one. Um, so that's just going to happen. Man, it's almost like they plan it. <laughs> Keep going. But I love, there's a lot of background that I'm not going to read. I love his suggestions. I don't agree with all of these suggestions, but I agree with we should maybe turn our focus to what he's stating okay. rather than turning our focus to just regulation and all this other stuff and yeah. making more, more rules and stuff like that. So I'll read a part of it. Okay. Um, if we want to raise uh, American productivity, for example, and what I'm reading, he has a whole bunch of four examples that I'll read through, and then he has links to all of these. So where when I say the examples, like then there's links to people who have wrote <laughs> about these, how to do these, right? Okay. For example, we could simplify geothermal permitting, deregulate advanced meltdown-proof nuclear reactors. We've, we're huge nuke proponents here. Make it easier to build transition lines, transmission lines. Um, that's a huge thing that people aren't realizing. I'm going to uh, name my fifth child uh, middle name nuclear. As you should. As you should. Uh, it, if we need power for all these cars yeah. and, and we're replacing, let's just only say 50% of cars with electric, electric vehicles, which will probably happen, right? Then you need to replace all those gas lines with electrical lines. Transmission lines. That's a huge, huge infrastructure project, right? That needs to be done. Uh, figure out why high-speed rail is so expensive. So this is what I'm saying. Like it, it's high-speed rail in America is junk. It should never happen. It's a big waste of money. Um, but I'm still on the thing of like we should be looking in this person's general direction, right? <clears throat> Fix permitting generally, and we should we should go to that link and, and maybe would... read it next time um, and, and oh, see okay. if it's good or not. I don't know. Abolish the Jones Act. Don't know what that is. Automate our ports. Sure. Allow drones to operate autonomously. 
legalized supersonic fight over land, reduce occupational licensing requirements, train more medical workers, build more hospitals, revamp our public response institutions, simplify drug approvals, deregulate land use, deregulate land use, tag that one, Lance. Okay. Uh, okay. To allow for denser housing and mixed-use neighborhood, allow more immigration. Yep. Cancel ineffective programs for, for sure. Restrict cost plus procure, procurement contracts. That is huge waste of money. Boy. Huge, huge waste of money. Factually, America, the government is wasting billions and billions of your taxpayer money by that. Um, in the army, in NASA, uh, the only thing I disagree with is the immigration. Do you know how many? Do you know? Do you know? Last month we set a record for the amount of illegal immigrants coming in: two hundred twenty some thousand. Good. Just no. Yes. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Like, if we're if we're bringing in immigrants, I think I think like who are we bringing in? We don't even know who's coming in. That like. Did you so, say legal or illegal? I said illegal. I oh said, no no sorry sorry illegal not good. Legal good. Jesus, I was gonna say, yeah, holy yeah, yeah, cow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, can yeah. we do some screening? Can we just understand what we're bringing in? Like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not anti-immigration in the sense of just being anti-immigration. To be clear, but like, yeah. So, like, I would need to read into this. Allow more immigration. Like, we're already allowing a lot of immigration. Yes. Um, and Sorry. It, it, exactly. <laughs> I thought you said legal was at yeah, its at, nope. at its peak, and I was like, we know exactly who they are. It's They're great. It's the opposite. It's yeah. the opposite of what's occurring. So yeah, yeah. So if we were if we were streamlining the whole process. Yep. And honestly, bringing in bringing in the the best minds around that would be ideal. Oh, it's great. It's great. Like because a lot of times it is a meritocracy. Because there's a lot of candidates and like, oh, you have to be skilled, oh, you yeah, have to be knowledgeable, no, no. you have if, to be if you look exactly if you look yeah. at if you look at what it takes to get into Canada, you have to be like a superstar. Yeah. In some kind of regard. Yeah. Like you have to be have notoriety and like accolades and the crazy background. Like we don't have that in America. It's just yep. let everybody in. Yeah. Uh restrict. Okay, okay. In uh end appropriation based on job creation yep avoid political direction of scientific research and instill urgency in grant making i think the government should spend a whole lot less money so like i would just cut all those um, but anyways the thing is there is a lot of things we can do for streamlining and things like that and i think it should be a topic of conversation sir okay yeah good deal um, I liked yeah. everything he said except the immigration just because I would want to know, uh, you know, if I just click on that link real quick. I think that's just common sense stuff. Like we got to stream. One billion Americans is what it's called. The case for thinking bigger. It's just a link to a book. Yeah, I have that book. Oh, it's yeah. the most challenging crisis in living. I'm just going to just from the it's a national bestseller. Apparently, if it's if the most challenging crisis in living memory has shown us anything, it's that America has lost the will and the means to lead. We can't compete with the huge population clusters of the global marketplace by keeping our population static is actually declining. Elon Musk talks about this or letting it diminish, which he talks about uh, because we have this myth that we are too many. We just the earth can't handle it, etc. Uh, or with our crumbling transit and unaffordable housing, the winner in the future world is going to have more, more ideas, more ambition, more utilization of resources, more people. I don't disagree. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Interesting. Yep. Um, okay. So another topic, <laughs> our transition, how can you grow from someone leaving your company? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you really skipped past that, didn't you? But now I you're did. coming back. That's all right. That's I did good. because I forgot that I needed the runs a shout out. I messed that up. Uh, and yeah. I know that the corporate Amazon would be mad at me if I didn't okay. attribute that to the right person. You know, yeah. they're really concerned about that. It'd be really cool if we just, again, Runza, if you're listening, I will read whatever copy you want me to. You just got to pay me. I it will, is not a problem to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> I will interject my thoughts throughout the copy reading. Um, Duncan Trussell. <laughs> I haven't listened to him a long time, but like that his, guy in a long time, his, uh, he makes comedy out of his reads and I'm sure it's inappropriate and hilarious. And he's like, yeah, I'm surprised that they let me do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so Runza, you want the same treatment? <laughs> Come back. Hey, yeah. I, look Runza. The thing about it is, is that people will be so curious about your food based on me and Al, especially Al's yeah. talk about it, that I just think it's going to drive traffic even if it's for the wrong reason. Yeah. And then they'll like it <laughs> and we won't judge them as people for that. Yeah. And then they'll eat more of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how can you grow from someone leaving your company? So here's an, a couple example of exit questions that, that we had. Um, and it led to some insight and we thought it was good. Right. Um, so question number one, what did you like best or least about your job? And that's sometimes hard. And at first, the least, they couldn't come up with something. Um, and the best was just the people and the culture and stuff like that. But then finally, it came out what they like least. And it was sometimes they felt like they would get red lines and revisions and go one direction and then get red lines and revisions or just direction and go another direction. And it made them feel like they weren't doing mm -hmm. it right. Mm -hmm. And Lance and I talked about that and no one likes that. And we go, okay, what's the solution for that? And the solution is, is actually pretty simple. It's like if someone's leading a newer person on a project, you have to keep them being the one giving them feedback, giving them direction and all of that stuff. Um, and it goes back. I told Lance's story. I wanted him to review one of my projects like four or five years ago, something like that. And he's like, you don't want me to do it because it, it will probably go in a total different direction than the way that you're heading. And I was like, you are right. You know, like it, it yeah. actually wasn't worth it. Um, and it, it makes a whole, a whole bunch of sense. And just know that the reason I'm saying this is because junior staff often do float between different managers and that's fine. Yeah. It's just don't have the different managers float between different projects. Yeah. That makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, here's the one thing I want to interject with <clears throat> regarding uh, the whole, I did never felt like I was doing, what did you say? That I never felt like I was doing the right thing? Yeah. Or, or doing a good job, something like that. Yeah. You were out of the office yesterday uh, teaching, and I brought this up to uh, three other staff members. Yeah. Um, and what I what we, we said is, uh, I said, um, you know, you get your butt kicked for the first year at least. I go, mm. I, I go, I always try to think about what it was like for me. So like, did I have that? If so, if somebody says something like that to me, like, do, do, did I have that sort of feeling? Right. Um, when I was that person going through and that old and going through or young rather, and then going through that same process, hundred percent. I remember, um, the first two firms that I worked for, which basically totaled about two years each 
or two years total, one one year each, I distinctly remember feeling like I'm never doing anything right. And then sometimes feeling like every once in a while feeling like, holy cow, I did that right, only to get the rug pulled out from underneath me. And then I thought about uh, feedback, uh, good positive feedback that I got from one of our employees at one, t- at, at, at one time. And she said, <clears throat> I just felt like you're, at the beginning, I felt like when I started working with you and we never worked before, that you were being mean on purpose with all your red lines. And she goes, but then I realized pretty quickly that no, you were just trying to make sure I was doing a good job. We were doing a good job. It wasn't personal. Because she goes, because then I got the same, I got, because I was getting the same kind of red lines, not just from you, from like Gresh or Ross or whatever. So, so the feedback upstairs was, was, oh yeah, like I think that, you know, what, what they mostly said and kind of the conclusion was at the end is like, it's just, if you can take it, because it doesn't stop with just, internal red lines, internal feedback. It's like the clients are going to kick your butt. The city's going to kick your oh, butt. Oh, man. Um, the, the engineers are going to kick your butt. Like, this, is, this, this profession is not for weak people. I just don't think it is. It, you think back to when you were in college, too. You got your butts kicked by the professors. Like, where is this? This never stops. And now think about So then I thought about it even now. Like, what, what do Al and I get our butts kicked by now? Clients. Like, uh, not all the time, but I just mean every once in a while there'll be this gruntled client. You've heard about us talk about it, like how to, you know, then maybe you end up firing them or they fire you and, and all of that stuff. Like trying to provide high quality customer service. Remember that stat. The stat is you'll never, uh, there's you 98% of the time your clients will be happy, but no matter what, no matter what, 2% of your clients are always going to be crabby with you. Yep. That's and- a fact. It's a stat. There's been plenty of studies. Look it up yourselves. So um, I just think it's worth it to it's worth it to hear that for sure. But my stance on it, and then they're like, okay, how do we adjust for it? So you know, Great. Yep. how do we adjust for that? How do we adjust for like, oh, I never think I'm doing anything right. Well, I think one thing to preface right away when somebody's hired is to really sit down with them and have them acknowledge, like. Just so you know, I'm going to say, just going to pretend like we just hired Larry, and his name is Larry Gore. Larry <laughs> Nuclear Gore. Yep. Because he loves nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> His mom and dad, giant fans of yep. nuclear, okay? Yep, the right. 80s. <laughs> All right. Giant. Larry, <laughs> Larry Nuclear Power Gore. Yep. Love this guy. Yep. And <laughs> it's like if you named your kid Atom, and not Adam, <laughs> spelled A-T-O-M. <laughs> that, it's pretty much, yep, you know, okay, so. Wow, that came home quickly. Really good, exactly. Like, how interesting, right? Yeah. You're already ahead, you're ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. Gore. Yep. Um, so, I, I think it's sitting down with that, with that person you just hired and you say, this is what I'm going to do, and I, we're going to do it next time. We're going to say, this will be one of the hardest years of your professional life. I guarantee it. And it's and so when you receive comments from us, comments from the clients, comments from the city, know that none of it is personal. This is all a very steep learning curve for this first year for us to everybody involved in this firm to collectively help you mold you into a professional. The the red lines will get less and less. Yep. 
you just you got to just stick through it and then know that after that first year does it get a little bit easier a little bit but then there's other stuff you're going to tackle so like just because we're out of the school setting now where where you're getting your, you got your butts kicked in every single critique I mean, every single, every time you presented a project, even if you won the freaking thesis award like me or the best person student ever slash Al, like you're going to get comments back. There's these opinions are just all over the place with like that's society. It is what it is. I think prefacing and lowering the expectations is super critical for the whole process. So that's, that's, that's my big takeaway. So it, we have to institutionalize it. And this is what I mean by that is they come i think the first thing that they should do is literally they this isn't a plug but it is a plug they literally go through revitrocketship.com everyone goes through revitrocketship the first two or three days after that lance you have that meeting and then this is what we've been talking about developing but we need to codify it then saying all of that we are going to do a practice run through the next couple of days and <clears throat> Here is what our idea so far is for the and next training is, okay, now setup. You're, now you're getting interesting, Mr. Yep. Keep it going. is, hey, here's a sketch from a quote-unquote client. Lance will draw it up. I'll draw it. doesn't matter. <clears throat> you just took the rocket ship. Watch the SD video, schematic design video. Make this sketch into an SD set. And then we're going to redline it. And because of this talk that we just had, the redlines are to make you better, to make you more confident, to make Literally your life more enjoyable, but you got to go through this tough part to go through it. Mm-hmm. Then go through a DD set, then CD set. So they get that whole wave of like three red lines. They get it right away. They know where the resources are. They've been trained like, and less things get missed because when you're pet, if you and, don't and interrupting now, <laughs> keep going. I'm going to write it down then. Keep going. Kay. Keep going. Give me, give me Here you a marker. Here. Here. <clears throat> because if you just piece them in, they can go through a year and you're like, oh, they've never known this. They've never been taught this. And it goes crazy. Yeah. And then, okay, after now, now focus. <clears throat> the last thing that I wanted to add on to what you were saying, you're like, oh, you know, the second year, the third year. Lance, it never stops. High yes. level. But, but not only just from clients. Lance and I kick each other's butt. Here's how. A month ago, he's like, hey, the way you're doing billing, blah, blah, blah. I just have to tell you this. Like, we're very good at communicating with each other. Like, you should really look into... Need to and we take change. each other's criticisms. Because like, we just seriously. we just accept it because we don't tell each other things that. And we aren't. know it's not freaking personal. Like even if it is a personality issue, yeah, yeah, it, it's still like when Lance says something to me, like it's the truth, even if I don't like it. When I say something to Lance, it's the truth, even if he doesn't like it. Sometimes we will correct each other and be like, "Your perceptions are wrong," or "I was giving off the wrong vibe yeah. at that time," whatever. Yeah. And then just the other week, I was like, "Lance, this, 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 this." Yep. Like actually Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> I sat there and took it for like ten minutes. Anyway, I know. Keep going. Yeah, good job. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it still happens. Yes. Still happens. Exactly. So and, so and and honestly, it's only like everything is to make you better or to make me better or to make the firm better. Yeah. So like the the tweak I would add to this idea that you're running through with like that first week is I think it's also important to <clears throat> to have them to emphasize two things. One one but one is just like getting helping that person get a process in place. And that is it when you're tackling comments from anybody in the firm you know, as an entry level person here is like, we need to set up, like, how are you making sure that you address that comment? 
right? Ross brought her because there's two different ways, and yep. and this this comes back again to like the whole complaint of, uh, I was getting I was some one person would tell me this and one person would tell me that. That's life. Like like no matter what, that's going to be life. So what it, what it is 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 like Ross was saying, when I do red lines now, I go into the Revit model and I actually write a red note, and that has to get. I don't think he does it entirely that way, but he's like that way they have to delete the comment. Okay, so that's one method. Yep. I'm not going to, I don't want to do that. Like Lance doesn't, Lance isn't going to redline like that. What Lance is going to do, and he's just going to continue, like, I love my iPad. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up a PDF. Blue beam. Blue beam. Okay. You, but then person we just hired, you have Adobe Acrobat. Great. Now go through and highlight them. Mm-hmm. Or fine, print them off. Like if you need to do the paper, we can recycle it. the paper and highlight it. But like some kind of method because, because and then and then explain to that person because what we're gonna do is you're gonna address all those red lines. You're going to send a new PDF back to you. And this is what I do is I and I've been I've been this is what I explained when you were out of the office to the other, to the guys is I'm like what I, what I want everybody to do in your own way for for anybody else you're redlining for. I don't care who it is, even if it's a consultant, is you you need to pull up that set of red lines you gave them. And then the new PDF, see if they did it. Like, and then explain to that person that we just hired or whatever, just so you know, that's what we're going to do. Because we're just, we're not trying to be mean here. Like this whole mean thing is silly. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't think that that wasn't the feedback. No, no, no. I'm just saying. In general, I know what you're saying. No one said that. Yes. No, there is that feeling out there. There's that feeling out there. Yep. Yep. That's it. Um, I think <laughs> it's so funny. We're not in the um, hiring mode right now, which is totally fine, which is probably the perfect time. It's literally the perfect time. In F9 resources to make um, a new hire folder. Mm-hmm. And literally, here's the Revit rocket ship code. Penny has to do all of her bank things and all that. Here's all the forms you need to fill out. Here's the next step. And like really kind of codify that. So that's bullet point one. What did you like? How do you grow? Yeah. So, so How do you grow when someone... From, from someone leaving your company. But then you had to so say, yeah. So what do you like best, least about your job? Yep. Okay. And then here, question number two. Yeah. What prompted you to look for a new position? And this way, this is how you get them let out. Like, okay, what are we not offering that someone else is offering? Right? And it, it might be, it could be anything from like, I want to move to a new place. My significant other got a new job. Uh, I need more pay. I want to do a different type of architecture. I, you know, like whatever it is. So those are the kind of the two questions that we worked in um, that helped us grow from someone leaving. Yeah, you got it. Yep. And the last thing I will say about an exit interview is I don't think you do them all the time. I think you only do them selectively. I don't think it's a standard practice because we talked about, I think we talked about it. And if we didn't talk about it, one thing I looked up prior to somebody else leaving was like, is it like, should you do them? Are they productive? Are they not productive? And like, there's mixed signals. So if you just look up any articles about it, so that somebody's written, the short answer is, is that uh, there's no, I'm going to need to steal back the cord from you too, because yep, I'm going to play something. Um, but like the sh- short answer is, is that uh, they, people do not always do them. And I think there's good reasons for why they do or they don't. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, okay. 
the the next thing I wanted to bring up here was uh, again, so new new segment, your shot of Monday morning coffee. This episode, a uh, little preview, is going to air on May 9th, 2022. It is going to be titled Monday Morning Coffee with Michelle Seiler Tucker. She is the that's the second time I've had her on the show, and uh, she has a she, she, her previous book called Exit Rich is now going to be an audio book form. Alex and I are going to read it. Yes, um, I'm going to reread it, and then Al is going to read it for the first time. But you know, there's you read it. Uh, you I, skimmed through it. I skimmed it. Yeah, there we I, go. My I did what my wife does, skim through books. She says she reads them. I'm like, he skimmed that. She goes, yeah, I did. So when she complimented my book, she skimmed through it? That one I actually watched her read, but that it, was because she she literally could watch it or read through it in like an hour. Yeah. Ah. I watched her do it on my couch. Three hours. My old So house. then she skimmed through it. Uh, Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Michelle Tyler Tucker is the founder and CEO of Tyler Tucker Incorporated and the author of Exit Rich. And... Uh, I've got a little uh, Monday morning shot here. I was going to play for everybody and see what Al has to say about it. Mm-hmm. And then the things that you have to have to operate your business, like marketing is number one. You know, you don't cut marketing when you're going through a pandemic or you're going through a crisis or you're going through a recession or something like that because you got it. Now you can evaluate your marketing, assess your marketing, and see what's working, see what's not working, throw out the things that are not working. If you're doing Facebook ads and it's not really producing anything, throw those out. If Google works better for you or, you know, LinkedIn strategies work better, figure out what's working, figure out what's not working and double down on what is working. So I told a lot of my clients, e-commerce clients, SaaS companies, you know, manufacturing companies, et cetera, to double down on some of the marketing strategies that were really proven to be successful for them. Okay. I pulled that up specifically because you and I had a exchange via email about marketing. Yes. And so I wanted, I just wanted to see, you know, first of all, for the listeners, for the listeners, uh, for everybody out there is like, take that seriously, right? So like, think about like what you're doing to yourself. If you said we do hit this recession, that's in quarter three, quarter four this year. Like if you're, if you're, if you're listening to the past podcasts, previous episodes and like, Hey, we're talking about like, cut the fat, cut the, you know, look through your bills, like try to figure out how to streamline the whole thing. And it's like, but then there's going to be the choice of at some point, if revenue dries up, or, or slows down, what else can I cut? Not marketing. I have a hot take on that. That's so one, you said, hey, we don't need to cut that because X pays for this. Yeah. One, you just, we could make X pay for the other thing. Like exactly. X could pay for anything. No, no, that's a, yeah. Yep. So X could pay for uh, this building. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, right. Okay. This is the actual hot take on that. <clears throat> so this falls in the advice of, this is hot advice that might be proven to be wrong. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. couple of reasons. Have you ever heard like charge what you're worth, not what it costs? Yes. Right. And have you ever heard the example of some factory was, was broken down and no one could fix it. And they call this guy and he comes and he tightens one screw and the factory is now working. And then they got a bill for $10,000. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like the Nike logo. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Right. And they're like, and they're like, why is this bill for this? And he's like, well, because this is the value of me doing it. And then they paid him like, this is what you should do. Right. Then you read more books and you see how that plays out in reality. And this actually happened to Southwest where they needed a regular regulatory assistant to get through because, you know, planes do all this. They got in contact with this one lawyer. This one lawyer is like, I can clear up everything for you. Honestly, made one phone call, 
literally like while the CEO was there, all of a sudden everything got fixed. A week later, he got a bill. It was something like $10,000 and he called him up like literally like the same story. And the guy's like, you didn't pay me for my time. You paid me for my connections. And the CEO of Southwest said, that's fine. I actually paid it. I paid it happily. But guess what? We never use that lawyer again. You know what I mean? Like there's been multiple stories coming out Hmm. where it's like, this is what academia tells you what to do, right? And a similar piece of it. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. I got to get through it. Interrupting now. Keep going. Keep going. Number two. The number two point you almost made me lose it is, do you notice how a lot of people, people who sell growth, like work on yourself courses, always say the most important thing you can do is work on yourself. Okay. Okay. And it's like, this is coming from a selfish perspective. I understand that perspective, right? Number three, me and you have experienced recessions. Me and you have experienced many times of recession too. My only point, the only hot point I'm saying is that this type of advice seems like what you should do, but you need to be boots on the ground because if you are spending $1,000 to $5,000 on marketing and no one is buying because, let's say the Fed does something crazy, literally no one is doing anything. You need to be smart enough to realize I'm not going to blindly follow this advice if no one is buying my product because no one can buy my product you literally just wasted that money. Okay. And I just got a phone phone call from Angie's list. Okay. Yeah. Hey, why uh, why don't you use us? And I was like, oh, thumbtacks better, blah blah blah. And then she kept prying, kept prying. And then she's like, yeah, I saw that year you only spent fifteen hundred dollars with us. Uh-huh. That's an entry thing. What were you expecting from that? And I and I said I was expecting leads for a lesser price, which wow. I'm getting from other places. Yeah. And I'm hanging up on you. Like, <laughs> so I think the advice. Is solid, but what I'm saying is like I've been in recessions, and it's like, are we spending two thousand dollars when literally no one is doing what we're advertising for? Makes zero sense in reality. That's the hot take. Okay, and it depends. Yep, go ahead. The reason why I think people give those like to uh, do the stories like Al was talking about, where oh, a guy came into a factory, he turned one nut. And then he said, charge what you, charge what you, the value you give. Yep. Right. Not for your time or whatever. It's a good story. Yeah. That's it. It's it's a good story. Like it's such a, it's too good of a story. Yep. Yep. So you got to wonder how often it's true and stuff like that. But uh, so the hot take, you know, my position there, but I have heard real world stories because I like reading business books where a car guy, a car dealership refused to stop marketing and mopped up because of it. He mopped up the area and they did just fine through the recession because he kept marketing on. So I'm saying like it could be good advice, but like it's when people take these things as gospels, it's like you need to be close to reality to see if it's working or not. You can't be stupid about it. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, we haven't. Uh, speaking of stupid. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of speaking of companies and solving problems i believe we have a uh, a get a read here from nick reads uh, maybe it's all about elon musk love you nick hello best friends it's been entirely too long hope you had a great week this week some randomness and thoughts some people don't like change but you need to embrace change if the alternative is disaster Government isn't that good at rapid advancement of technology. 
tends to be better at funding basic research. To have things take off, you've got to have commercial companies do it. And if you're entering anything where there's an existing marketplace against large entrenched competitors, then your product or service needs to be much, much better than theirs. It can't be a little bit better because then put yourself in the shoes of the consumer. You're always going to buy the trusted brand unless there's a big difference. Elon Musk. So racist. Toodles! Hilarious. Elon Musk has so many <laughs> poignant, like, smart things. It, it's obviously crazy because he's created multiple billion-dollar businesses uh, with SpaceX, Twitter, the Boring Company, like all that. So, good for him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're not following Twitter. Elon on Twitter, I I honestly don't know what you're doing with your life. Like, I get if you don't want to be on on Twitter, but yeah, I mean, to speak to that. You oh, know, there you go. Is it go scroll up? Yeah. One through that down, Pomp, Elon Musk is a goat, Tesla, SpaceX, PayPal, which he sold. These are all companies, I'm sure. Oh, Lance isn't recording. That's fine. Yeah, no, you are. I'm recording. Yeah. You ahead. have the boring company, Solar City Neuralink. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's smart. But what I, uh, what I was trying to actually get to a tweet uh, here that we really liked, right? And Al and I were talking about this morning. I even liked it. Look at that. If our Twitter bids, so this was uh, yesterday, he tweets, if our Twitter bid succeeds, we will defeat the spam bots or die trying. Love that. And authenticate real humans, all real humans. So good luck in your bid to take over Twitter. It's uh, going to be messy, man. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be pretty, but uh, I think it's 100% necessary. What do we got next? Bring down the team for ARE Jeopardy. Question number one. <clears throat> These first two questions are about 2021 IRC code because it's being updated. Uh, I suggest everyone who's listening to this, our firm's already doing this, find some sort of a seminar that's telling you about the changes um, because it would be good to know. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Habitable addicts are required to be considered a story above grade plane unless, is it A, it is, spe- it is sprinklered. Is it B, Dobie from Harry Potter lives there? Is it C, I hate Dobie. it is provided with an egress access separate from its accessible path? Or is it D, it meets the same restrictions as mezzanines? Indeed. Do you know? Nope. Do you know? Do you know? Okay. A and D. It is D, same as mezzanines. Okay, question two. The roof, I wrote those pretty well, besides the Dolby one. Um, Dobby, sorry. Thank you, I've been corrected. I bet you everyone that was listening to it did. <laughs> yeah. The roof insulation in Climate Zone 5 of the 2021 IRC is now what? Is it A, 22? B, 49, C, 55, D, 60. Without exceptions? No exceptions. All right, hold them. Uh, D and C, it is D, 60. Yes. 
Ah, that's fair. An ar- Good. An architect receives plan check comments from the building department. The comments indicate a discrepancy between the mechanical and electrical drawings regarding wiring and connections for the shutoff switches of the rooftop HVAC equipment. Which of the following actions should the architect take to address the plan check comments? A, obtain owner's approval to revise the drawings and notify the mechanical and electrical consultants of the changes. B, discuss possible remedies with the plan checker and have the design team make the corrections as they discussed. C, forward the comments to mechanical and electrical consultants for corrections and review the revised documents. D, meet with the design team to discuss the comments and meet with the owner to have the proposed plan revisions signed. Do we need the repeat? Yeah, very tough, right? Terrible question. Hey, it's an ARE question. Okay. Say it again. The question itself? The uh, Okay, so an architect receives plan check comments from the building department. The comments indicate a discrepancy between the mechanical electrical drawings regarding wiring and connections for the shutoff switches of the rooftop HVAC equipment. Which of the following actions should the architect take to address the plan check comments? A, obtain the owner's approval to revise the drawings and notify the mechanical and electrical consultants of the changes. B, discuss possible remedies with the plan checker and have the design team make the corrections as discussed. C, forward the comments to the mechanical and electrical consultants for corrections and review the revised documents. D, meet with the design team to discuss the comments and meet with the owner to have the proposed plan revisions signed. What is the answer? D, C. The correct answer is C. Yep. Easiest path. Yep. Electrical and mechanical, please fix this. And then revise them. And then I think you would probably talk to the owner if there's something discrepancy. So just trying to be linear. Yep. And yeah, don't bother the plan checker unless needed because it sometimes is needed and you don't want to wear out their patients because they are a monopoly. And they government. don't want to, exactly, they're a monopoly and they do not want to take any liability, right? Okay, number four. During the construction documents phase, the client asks that the primary rooftop chiller be re- relocated. How should the architect proceed regarding this request? A, coordinate with the engineers to revise the design and issue a construction change directive. B, provide an additional service request, review design options with the engineers and revise documents. C, review the change with engineers, coordinate with the project manager and issue a construction change directive. D, provide an additional service request, prepare documents based on the client's request and instruct engineers to revise documents. This is gonna be a guess. If you read it again, you're still going to be guessing. I can see your happiness, Gresh. We have BB. Correct answer is B. Good job. Great job. What do Uh, we have? Three. All right, Jason. Where are we eating? Whoa. There we go. Who knew? All right. Uh, If you like this episode, please share with a colleague, especially your mother. If you are watching on YouTube, leave us a comment, like that episode, and subscribe. We'll see you next week.